battler as a toddler when, because of his adventurous nature, he kept getting into more strife than Flash Gordon, always wandering off and getting lost in the scrub, falling in the dip, kicked by horses, and generally setting a pattern for an interminable array of accidents throughout his life. Riding in rodeos gave him the ideal opportunity to collect a few scars and break most of his bones at least once, and riding wild women left him battling into town for penicillin more times than he cared to remember. His attitude towards cars, that they were a machine to be flogged from point A to point B as fast as possible, had contributed to his tally of stitches. Since his marriage to Deirdre, the delightfully decent dentist's daughter from Dubbo, he'd been working too hard to play hard. But there was still a boyish twinkle, the hint of a wag in his blue eyes and in his larrikin grin that years of worry and heavy responsibility couldn't extinguish and would always be there, even when he became too old and buggered to shear sheep and sire jackaroos and jillaroos, his two main hobbies. Since drawing Bundaroo in the ballot, he had become ten years younger. The worry of keeping his sheep and his family fed suddenly lifted like a weight off his shoulders. For a man in his late twenties, Battler had looked closer to forty, his hair greying prematurely and his skin weather-beaten from the elements. His mates who had helped him out before the ballot drawing, Dawn and Hamish Mackenzie, were amazed at the difference in him, physically and mentally. Hello, Brian. You're almost human now that you're a cocky again. You used to be such a stroppy bugger, they'd remarked that morning as they helped pack up all the gear to move to the block. The bushman pushed his big felt hat back and scratched his head. His forehead was white, in stark contrast to the brown leather of his lower face. Yeah, well, it's a bit hard to be Mr Personality when you've got the backside out of your trousers. Oh, we thought you wore them like that to keep the flies away from your face, Dawn joked. She'd enjoyed hearing the definition of a Queensland fly veil many years before when she had first moved west to sheep country. The Mackenzies had been good to him, putting up his family, giving him a job and adjusting his sheep for the past month since their inauspicious meeting in their wheat crop. Battler's starving sheep had broken into the crop from the stock route, and he'd said to Mackenzie, a ginger-bearded giant, "'Hang on a minute, mate, till I take me teeth out before you hit me. I can't afford a new set.' Mackenzie had been ropeable, but was dumbfounded when the stockman put his dentures in his pocket and then stood there, facing him. The thought of it still made him laugh. They were part of the convoy behind him now, moving his household possessions from the sheds on his parents' property, where they had been stored while he was driving to their new home. It had been almost a party atmosphere that morning as they loaded the trucks. Everyone was so excited about moving onto the block, as it was referred to, most Western people preferring to use that modest description, or the word place instead of the more pretentious word property. Station was only used to describe a huge pastoral enterprise which employed several people, which is what Bundaroo had been before it was cut into smaller blocks for the ballot. In one of his rare lucky moments, Battler had drawn the homestead block, the nucleus of the station, which contained the shearing shed and other buildings and two creek frontages as well.
man's got a real chance now, he thought happily, as he lit the last of the dozen durries he'd rolled before leaving Galagambone, and luxuriously exhaled the smoke. His shrewd bushman's eyes took in every landmark, everything about the countryside that anyone but an experienced top-class stockman would miss. He knew that between the belts of scrub there were Mitchell grass plains to fatten his sheep and grow good fleeces, and the scrub itself would provide feed in drought time. Battler O'Brien knew all about droughts and cutting scrub. He'd fed his flocks with a chainsaw for 17 months straight, until the bank had forced him to walk off his first block three years before. That drought had been too long, and the property, Wabiji, too small to be viable, but he'd gambled on getting three good seasons and had lost. He often wondered if the bank manager had...